I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. Welcome to another week of Real Women. And this week, it's time for another quick one where we go back in the archives to bring you a snippet of a previous episode. We're delving back to the beginning of December when we had the pleasure of chatting with Michelle Herbert and we're giving you a snippet all about what does financial freedom mean. This financial freedom seems to be bloody everywhere. It does. What the heck does it mean? So obviously that's a question for me. Um, And this is the problem with financial freedom. It's completely different depending on who you're talking to. Completely different. So Tracy, I'm sure everybody listeners aware, fully aware that that you deal a lot in property investing and property investors. So financial freedom for a property investor normally means they want to generate a passive income from property to leave the rat race of their employed life. That's their version of financial freedom. Um, a business owner, his ver- version or her version of financial freedom might be that they can get somebody running the business and, again, they can take a back seat and they can do more of what they want to do. Um, now, that might be setting up other businesses. It doesn't necessarily, financial freedom doesn't necessarily mean giving up work. For some people, it does. They want to be able to just live the life of Riley. Um but for a lot of other people, it's more about getting other people to manage things, whether that be invested investments that provide a passive income, businesses that can provide them an income that just gives them that flexibility to go and do other things. Slightly different for me, because my business is me, it's an impossibility for me to get somebody in to run it because I'm the one that gives the advice. So I'm the one that's in front of the client. But similarly, I wouldn't want to not work it would drive me absolutely insane. My version of financial freedom is being able to just do what I want to do when I want to do it with the means, having the means to do it. So, you know, somebody said to me, the girls go to me, want to go out for tea? Yeah, fine. I'm not like looking in the bank and going, have I got enough money? You know, going to the shop and buying a pint of milk and spending 40 quid, which is what I often do in the co-op. Um, <laughs> you always go in for one item and then I just get to till and I'm like, oh, well, I just need this. I just need this. I just need this. And I get to till and for some reason it's always around the 40 pound yeah. mark. And I've always just gone in for one item that would cost one pound something. I'm like, I don't know how I do it. But again, not worrying about it, not going and going, oh, my God, can I afford that £40? You know, if somebody goes, come on holiday. And, you know, and I know it's within reason, you know, I do tend to have a um, champagne taste on a beer beer budget uh, occasionally because I do say to clients, you know, if you want to, um, I'm here to look at your goals and where you are to achieve those goals and what you want in the future. And if a client says to me they want a yacht on the French Riviera, Riviera I do have to kind of bring them back down to earth sometimes and go, we need to be realistic. So it's about being realistic. But similarly, I just want to live the life personally for me that that I enjoy and be able to go out and do what I want when I want and have the means behind it. So that's my financial freedom. Yeah. I think I think there's several levels to it. I mean, you know, one element of financial freedom is having enough money coming in, even if you're not working, that your roof over your head is safe, you're feeding your kids or not, as we discussed in an earlier episode, but you're feeding the kids, you're putting, you know, food on the table, heating the house, you've got roof over your head and you've got clothes on your back. But in reality, to me, financial freedom's a complete bollock statement because ultimately most people are looking for freedom of choice. 
or a security-based freedom that says, if I can't work, I've still got money coming in. And as for people looking for these passive income streams, well, you know, don't get me started on that one. Property is not frigging passive, full stop. (laughs) I don't think any any business is, is passive. You know, you get the network marketers saying you get a passive income. No, you don't. Every top level network marketer I know... Yes, they've got the money coming in, but now they're spending 50 hours a week on webinars and Zoom supporting the people in their team. So to me, it's having the freedom. One, level one is to keep the roof over your head and feed yourself if you can't work. Two is having the choice to do what you want in life, when you want and who you want to do it with. That's what what it is for me. Yeah. I find it interesting that, that a lot of the people selling the concept of financial freedom are working 75 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, how many billionaires are still working, selling this concept? It's, 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 it is selling a dream. Tracy, I believe you're right. I don't think there's any, there's very few of us would get away with finding a way to earn lots of money enough for us to not work anything. But what was really interesting, uh, Michelle, when you were, saying about differences in what financial freedom may mean me and my husband have this argument all the time to him having enough money in the bank uh, if he won 200 million quid or whatever it is you know enough for him to stop work today and have a great lifestyle till the day he dies he thinks genuinely that's about not working and yeah have a re, you know the lottery conversation what would you do if you won the lottery and I'd we start off with well we'd give up work for this and this and then I all of a sudden have a list of about 27 other entrepreneurial projects that I would do instead and he's like what the hell are you talking about Dawn that's still work but but I'm it's really um, refreshing to hear Michelle that you've kind of included that because some of us do love business and we love we you know I, I think I would be bored shitless in life sitting on a beach with a tequila I could probably do it for for a month two months and I'm going to go yeah, two months time. purely because I love the sunshine I love tequila and cocktails and and doing that but it would drive me insane I always use this same um kind of example when talking to people about retirement because again retirement tends to be giving up work so you know if you can afford to retire is that then classed as somebody's financial freedom and I always use the example of my dad so my dad he retired at 55 he took a um, early retirement voluntary redundancy package for the post office. Now, he was high up in the post office at the time. So at that point, and he he hated working, he, he hated working for them. And he was going to, that was it, him done. He was going to retire for the rest of his life at 55. He had the money because of the pension scheme and the amount that was going to pay out. He would have been absolutely fine. A year later, he felt his brain going to sleep and he just felt he didn't know what to do with himself. So at that point, he He set up his own business, crisis managing post offices, and he finally retired full time at 68. Um, So he sold the business, retired at 68. So he's now 70. And you know what? 
oh, he's bored again. So what's he doing now? He's actually helping me along with my mum ring my clients and, and doing a bit of work for me because, and don't get me wrong, my parents have got a fabulous lifestyle. They've got a holiday house in Cornwall. So they go down to Cornwall for six weeks at a time. They go on holidays, you know, two, three times a year. Um, and they go out more than I do. And Tracy knows what my social life is like. It's quite hectic. But my parents' social life is even better. They go to the, you know, they go to the cinema, they go to the theatre, they're always out with friends. It's more that day-to-day that my dad's like, well, okay, I've woken up in the morning. I don't want a list of housework from my mum. What can I do to keep my time ticking over? Um, and that's exactly where you're coming from, I think. But going back to the lottery win, you just think that money makes money, doesn't it? It gives you the opportunity to then either make more money in business, entrepreneurial ways, or it can obviously go back into, because I always thought if I won the lottery, I'd like to do a lot of conservation projects, you know, um, with nature and all that sort of thing. But another little thing, have you ever done this where there's been a big, massive Euro millions and you've put a ticket on? Now, I don't play the lottery on a weekly basis. It's very one of those sporadic, oh my God, it's 328 million, so I'm going to buy a ticket. And then in my little head, I'm going to be that person that wins it, obviously, because I don't play it that often. And uh, I go through this little thing of what I do with the money. But I'd never want to be rich on my own. So then I go through this kind of, well, I'd give X to this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. And then I kind of go through it and I go, shit, I've run out of money, right? I need to win more then. Yeah, it's funny. that, But that's a good question. So Dawn, what would you do if you won the lottery? You know, I, I think the highest the, there's been on the Euro millions in the UK was 198 million. So what would you do if you won 200 million? Right, so... um me and my husband have already got our list as to who, and and it's a scaling list. We, I love we, the fact you've I already got the, your list. Like <laughs> written down. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we've had the conversation so many times we don't actually need to write it down. So it's just you know when you're having dinner and you just start having these. It's just one of our little conversations that we have anyway. So so and and there's a scale to it. So it's like if we if we won less than twenty million. Uh, alters the choices if we won more than 20 million uh, opens up but so let's say we earn let's say we won 20 million we have um which isn't enough we our list we uh, uh we it, it turned out not to be enough i need about 200 million <laughs> and uh so we've got the list of who we would give money to so uh, his family are huge so he's one of 10 children who've all had children, who are now also having children. Um, I've got four wow. kids who have already started having children, you know. So so we've got a large family. So we've had to be a little bit ruthless with that one. <laughs> who have you cut out of this yeah. lottery win then? Yeah. Who, who's, not, who's not got in and got chopped? <laughs> and then you've got your friends. She's not going to tell us. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> 20 years ago or 10 years ago, let's say 10 years ago, what we were going to do is pay off everybody's mortgage. Yes, I've had right? that. Let's just so do a bog standard what the mortgage Pay off is. everyone's mortgage. Now, so my husband is one of the youngest in his family. So a lot of his brothers and sisters have paid off their mortgage. So now we're in that other, oh, we've got to actually decide you know, so we've got the list of the people who we're going to give money to. We know what's happening with our children. 
Um, uh, two of them are going to do better than the other two. That That's fact. So I've got two older children and two younger children. My two youngest are uh, uh, 21 and 22. Over my dead body, will they just be get handed mm. a million quid just to, um, no. They'd end up in rehab six months yeah. later. your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us tag at real women podcast on instagram